awake in the morning lift my eyes to the hills tell the father i'm grateful for my life my friends and family he gave i'm learning life is so simple i'm learning life is a gift i recognize the value of life is not what i have but the things i give so i i will live in love that love living me and i ask for the father's heart so i get you Every man is my father, and every boy is my son. Little girl, you're my sister, and Miss Lady, you're my mama. When I look at the stranger, the homeless man in the street, I understand that he's just like me and deserving of love, so I do it. with much more gratitude and just being thankful so anyway so welcome to healing up the heart podcast episode number eight topic how to keep going leaving fear outside as i was mentioning earlier that if you're new to the podcast welcome and those of you who have been with me since july believe it or not believe june or july of 2022 was the inaugural um, podcast um, stemming from healing up the heart uh, which leads me right to say, yep, I am now Keisha Henry, author of uh, Healing of the Heart. The book finally came out. But before I get into any more of that, I want to just say a very special thank you to all of uh, the community here, um, Healing of the Heart community, New Beginning Healing Institute community, uh, my family, my children, you know, thank you so much. Uh, where would I be right now without all persons? Uh, because we are interdependent on each other. So that's the truth. So tonight we're gonna to be getting into the topic of how to keep going. It's the new year, I think it's quite fitting. It's relevant, I think this topic is always relevant. But before we get into that, if you're new to the podcast, I think it's only fair that I introduce myself you know, properly. So I am Keisha Henry. Uh, I am a wife and mother, and I'm a licensed clinical social worker, psychotherapist, and I am a private practitioner. So. I do have a private practice and I have a lovely team. I'm not sure if they're listening tonight. Sometimes I get so nervous when I think or find out that they're listening. Um, but I work with a lovely team at New Beginning Healing Institute. Um, we do practice in uh, Green Acres and Boca Raton. So if you're listening tonight, thank you also for being such a great support to me. And uh, yeah, so that's who I am. I don't like to spend too much time on that. I think that's so boring. I'd like to just kind of dive in really um, into uh, you know what we have planned for tonight, and um, also want to give you some updates though as we go along. But I figure I'd just get the introductions out of the way uh, and give you kind of you know uh, projection as to what we're going to talk about tonight. I'm excited about that. You know, my kids ask me, 
Mom, when was the last time you did a podcast? And my husband said, hey, when was the last time you did a podcast? And I'll be honest, I had to take a step back because if you read my newsletter, you, <laughs> I think that's the most vulnerable newsletter I've ever written um, since I started writing newsletters, which is about, what, two years now? Um, so I've been blogging, what, two years? I've been doing newsletters uh, two years, and then this podcast is new, and this book is new. And that's a whole lot of activity, right? Plus still practicing, plus, you know, taking care of my family and doing my part, which is why I thank them so much, because they allow me to do the things that I love, and I appreciate that so much. So how to keep going is really a relevant topic. Uh, but yeah, you know, um, they kept asking me, maybe my daughter tonight, Mom, you haven't done a podcast in a while. And I'm like, yeah, I, I kind of had to take a step back because I had to prioritize. And that's one of the things we're going to talk about tonight is, you know, prioritization when, you know, how to keep going. you got to prioritize. And, yeah, I had to take a step back um, to prioritize and to go again. So if you read that newsletter, you'll learn a little bit more about my vulner vulnerability, some points there. And, and I love that. Someone said to me, man, that, that newsletter was very intentional. You can just uh, feel your heart all over that. And I'm happy to hear that kind of feedback. I didn't even ask for it, but I really appreciate when someone takes the time to give you feedback, it means that they care. And not just one person, but a few persons said, oh my gosh, that was so intentional. That was so on point. Because I was, you know, to me, you know, well, not only just to me, but of course, you know, academic research shows how when you're vulnerable, uh, it, it builds connection and uh, it builds important relationships. And I'm so happy that that is taking place, which, is why I continue, my why for continuing this podcast is because I believe in being vulnerable. I believe that, you know, I do have a voice and I do believe that my voice, you know, help others to find their voice and to do something with it because you are here for a purpose and you need to walk in that purpose. So how to keep going, I think is a very relevant topic for the new year and not just for the new year, but all throughout the year. So why don't we just get this started? Uh, with our discussion, our discussion. Well, yeah, discussion talk tonight. So let me take a little bit of pause and play some more music. Let's play some more John Yardy. When I wake in the morning, lift my eyes to the hills. And tell the father I'm grateful for my life, my friends, and family he gave. I'm learning life is so simple. I'm learning life is a gift. I recognize the value of life is not what I have, but the things I give. So I, I go live in love that does live in me. And I, as for the father's heart, I get to and every single human being. You're a king, yes, you're a queen. But firstly, you're my friends and family. thankful for you so let's let's get back so i'm really excited to continue doing this podcast healing up the and you know of course healing up the heart as i said earlier and i'll continue to mention it you know throughout because i think it's really it's it's the anchor for the podcast uh, so healing up the heart came out of my first book um, which is um, lessons from my journey i'm um, healing up the heart lessons from my journey um, it's a selected uh, poetry and prose book and by now if you're you know some of you listening um, have, you have a copy of this book in your hands, and uh, man, I have to tell you, when I was mailing those books out, I was nervous. Yes, 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 I was so nervous. I'm like, oh, some of my really um, vulnerable points in life is in this book, uh, but also uh, the poetry that came out of um, those vulnerable points. Um, and even when I read it, when I read the final copy, I mean, I did, I did, I did, I did tear up. I did. I was like, oh my goodness. Um, but you know, this book has really helped me and it has helped so many women um, in the NBHI community. So I'm really proud of this book, hence this podcast that came out of it. So, you know, out of, out of my struggles, out of my hardships, I consider myself to be an underdog, honestly. I've always felt that way. And you'll probably get that, you know, theme um, throughout the book. 
Um, but I realized that being an underdog is fine. How many of you remember the um, the cartoon Underdog? Underdog is here. Like I love that cartoon. Um, it really connects to the childlike part of me, um, the part of me that you know allows me to feel safe and allows me to know that I can do anything that I desire or put my mind or heart to. And so I do consider myself an underdog. Even like I'm watching sports, I always root for the underdog too because sometimes, or more times than not, society has a rank and file for whom they deem to be important and who is not. And that's the case in a lot of times. And because of that, as women, we are considered to be like the lowest or lower considered in society and in across a lot of contexts. And I'm included, you know? And um, so healing of the heart, um, uh, you know, less learning is very significant in my life. And I'm learning that it has become significant in the lives of many other women that actually now have this book in their hands. So. I appreciate that. And so then if you have the book, then you can really feel um, the flavor that comes across in the podcast and why then I continue to do the podcast. And I'm encouraged um, by the feedback that I have received. Again, a little nervous, you know, because persons are like, oh, wow, now I understand why you do this work. Yeah, this is why I do this work. You know, this is my work. And, you know, this is my purpose. And I like to put that in front of purpose, my, because it's mine and you have your purpose, you know, and so I'm hoping that in our community, in our talks, you know, um, that you will cultivate and develop your purpose and your voice. So, you know, guess what I forgot to do? I forgot to give, no, I wouldn't call it kind of a disclaimer, but I'd like to kind of tell you about this podcast, and I'll, I'll do this every time we do a podcast, and which lets me know that I need to say this here, that we, I do a podcast every two weeks, so it's um, bi-monthly, so you can expect that I'll, you know, we'll have our conversation. We'll be speaking again um, in two weeks. By the way, if you want to be a guest on this podcast, you know, you can uh, send me a note. Uh, you can email me at k.henry um, dash nbhi dash llc dot net. So yeah, you can reach me there. Or if you just want to call me, 561-463-6620. Um, so you can email me or call me. Or you can find us on the website. I almost always forget to mention that. You can find me at nbhi-llc.org, and you can send me a request there if you want to be on this podcast. I'd love to have you. So what is this podcast? So what it's not, I always go over what it's not first. So what it's not, it's not judgmental. This is not a space to be judgmental of yourself or others. You know, oftentimes when I'm working with women, I say, oh, my gosh, I did it again. Yeah, I'm being judgmental. It's... We're on default, you know, our brains are so wired for fear and for, um, you know, self-hate and for judgment. It's just the way how we're wired, you know, unfortunately. And we can do unwiring just so, you know, we have to continue to do this work. <laughs> but it's, it's not a space where we're, we're judgmental of ourselves or other, other persons. Uh, we're not blaming others either. Uh, if, if you have the book, uh, one of the poems talk about, you know, blaming is not healing. It's true, it's not. It does not get you or me anywhere. So blaming is not healing. Oh, by the way, every month I'll do a drawing for a free book. So um, you can, you know, uh, again, you can email me, k.henry at nbhi-llc.net um, to enter into our monthly drawing um, for the Healing of the Heart book. All right. So um, that's what the podcast is not. It's not judgmental. Um, it's not blaming others or yourself. Definitely not blaming yourself. This, this is where the issue is. Um, the heart of the issue is being able to blame ourselves a lot rather than just being open and being curious. And, you know, honestly, we're not taught to do that. We don't know. And this is where we continue to self-hate and to self-harm. And then, of course, that expands outward. Or we just implode. Either, either case, it's never good. So what is this podcast about? And, of course, yeah, not being complacent but being willing to change, right? So... None of those things. This is not what this podcast is about. Now, with that said, I realize that this may be difficult for some persons listening because, you know, because you're so used to doing it that way. You know, this podcast is about, you know, affecting change, honestly. So, you know, it's not about being complacent. So, again, I realize that this may be difficult for some persons. I mean, hey, I do this every day. I get it, you know. I mean, I talk to, you know, women and girls every day, and it's hard to look at yourself. It's hard to deal with things like, you know, physical, sexual abuse, childhood or adult, you know, adulthood abuse. And so 
some of the topics that we cover, it might trigger some of those parts of you. And so therefore, I recognize that that may be difficult. You may want to skip the podcast sometimes. You may want to skip what we're talking about. Go to another one that you can tolerate, you know, seriously. Because why? Because that's respecting you. That's showing yourself self-care and self-love. And that's what we're about. So this podcast is about then a safe, non-judgmental place, right? Whether I'm on this podcast, you know, if I'm in my office, if I'm where, you know, I'm doing a group, uh, which I have to talk about that shortly, and I'm giving you other updates. But what it's about is um, a safe, non-judgmental place. It's a place for a commitment. It's a commitment place um, where you get to commit to yourself. So you commit to com becoming your, your better self, or you commit to be better selves. Okay, how? Through a judgment-free zone. You probably see in my podcast cover, it says it's a judgment-free zone where we're open and curious. Why? So we can, we can look. We can look little by little. That's what I always say when I'm in practice. We just look little by little. Um, and how we do that is by applying self-love, uh, self-compassion, and respect. And so um, that's what this podcast is about. And I spend time, even when I'm practicing, I spend time talking about that. I know for those who come to my office, there's a sign in my office that says, love is spoken here. Yeah, you know, this work does not move without some, well, it's not, the book says positive regard. Well, I call that love. And so the work does not move unless we're able to, you know, relay this or convey this to persons that are sitting with us. Why? Because, you know, I'm talking to you. You don't have to be listening to my podcast. You don't have to be sitting on my couch or with anyone, Stephanie or Jessica, you know, or Josie, you know, or Jaden. Um, that's the team I just mentioned. But you don't have to sit with any one of us. You privilege us. And so therefore, we, we really want to, you know, convey this, pass this on, transfer this um, to you so this work can go on. So we, that's what this podcast is about, really. Um, so that was a mouthful. So uh, just to kind of start teasing this out a little bit, how to keep going. Did you give any thought to that um, um, in this new year? You know, it's the new year. And oftentimes, we we start, you know, to put goals down, at least some people do and some people don't. Uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, um, like I, was, I watched this uh, YouTube video, talked about, well, you shouldn't put goals down. Well, I don't know if you should put goals down because once again, if you don't have a purpose, if you're not working towards something, then anything is bound to just happen. If you're not planning for something and something's planning for you, then I'm not sure that you have that. And so tonight, I always take a look at how did you, you know, what are you doing for, um, how are you structuring? How are you looking at your life? How are you viewing this year? And, and what you want, what's your purpose? I mean, sometimes that word accomplished sounds like that it gets tied to outcomes and that's a whole different topic, but you know, what is your um, outlook? Um, what are the plans that you have? If you notice in the podcast, it's, you know, taking your intentions into actions. And so what are your intentions then for this year? What, what would that look like? And how to keep going with that? Because let's face it, you know, no one achieves everything all the time. How could that be? That would be a perfect world. And we know that there's no linearity. And oftentimes when we're not realistic about those things, we set ourselves up to be sad, depressed, and, and have anxiety. And so, of course, we want to work from that. And so, therefore, we'll have better, you know, better quality of life and better relationships. That's what it boils down to. So what have you set up for yourself? What are you working on uh, for this year? What, what are your intentions um, for this year to keep going? And so, yeah, I'm, I'll dare to say that you do need goals. You do need to write them down. So let's, you know, let's, let's, let's take a look at that a little bit more. And I'm gonna pause and then we'll play some more music. Um, and then we'll come back and we'll get further into it. Okay. Every man is my father. Son, little guy, you're my sister, and Miss Lady, you're my mama. When I look at the stranger, the homeless man in the street, I understand that he's just like me and deserving of love, so I do it. So I, I believe in the fact of living me. So I, as father, father, son, I can see and every single human being. You're a king, yes, you're a king. But firstly, you're my friends and family. Thank God for my friends and family. I'm so grateful for 
Yeah, thank God for my friends and family. That's the theme. I think you're going to hear more of the song uh, throughout subsequent podcasts. Yeah, I love that song. Thank God for friends and family. Can you imagine not having um, people that you feel safe to be around, you know, feeling safe and feel loved? Oh, my goodness. You know what? Not having um, those people in our lives can make it hard to keep going, you know? So I'll tell you a personal story just to kind of get, you know, further into our topic tonight about keep going. So this is my personal story that happened um, a month or two ago. And of course, this is all related back to healing of the heart. So <clears throat> I'm not sure if, if, I'd, if you remember when I mentioned that the book should have come out like when? September, October. And that didn't happen. I had to switch publishers. And, you know, the book was delayed. Then I was promised um, November um, for Thanksgiving. It did not happen. And then I just got very discouraged. Yeah, did you see the video I talked about how I felt very embarrassed? I really wanted to give up on the book. Yes, I'm admitting that. Um, and, you know, to make it worse, my husband kept on asking me, so what is... Goodness, I'm not really sure what happened there. My my cat, my cat just walked on my my laptop and recorded everything from a, from a training that I was doing. I will have to redact that. So as I was sharing earlier, before Mitzi walked on my laptop, I was talking about the fact that if you saw the video, that I I just wanted to give up on the project. And my husband said, and he asked me every week, when are the books coming? When are the books coming? When are the books coming? And I thought to myself, now if he if he's asking me then what are other people saying? They have to be asking the same question. Is, is she really going to put this book out or what? And then on top of that, you know, I had um, persons that were reviewing and critiquing the book. They were also waiting for their finalized copy. And I really like giving up. And I'm like, how do I keep this going? How do I do this? I really just, and then Christmas was around the corner. And I know persons had ordered their books and I had promised it to them. And I said to myself, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. And that's my personal story, that's true. And again, if, if you read the newsletter, you go to um, my, my webpage, nbhiloc.org, you'll see that newsletter and it gives a lot more detail about that. I won't do that here tonight, um, but I wanna kind of um, give you a true story about um, the year ending and I, I felt like I was not gonna meet my goal. I mean, and I felt like, mm, you know, what am I gonna do? How am I gonna save face? I mean, honestly, so, I mean, the, the emotions that I faced um, during this time was shame. I, I felt very ashamed. I'm like, because you remember my personality is very type A, very, per, you know, uh, about being perfect, you know, being a perfectionist. And a lot of times that's the primary emotion that keeps us from, you know, from going forward is because we have the shame. And obviously, um, well, maybe not obviously, but the truth is a lot of times when we feel ashamed about something or shame is triggered in us, that's because that's the, that's, those are the old parts, you know, those are the old parts in childhood that uh, that was actually ingrained. And so um, being a professional then comes out of the need to have control and to have predictability and to have everything go a certain way. And when they don't, the obvious is then you feel very bad. You feel bad when you feel like, oh my gosh, I tried to do this. I try to have control with this. I, and it did not work. And oftentimes when the new year comes around, right, we, we tend to want to move forward, but we have these old things that have happened or things perhaps that did not go the way that we had planned the year before. And you're feeling like, oh my gosh, how am I going to keep going? So some of the emotions that kind of lurk around, especially when persons try to make New Year's resolution, um, is a lot of shame, a lot of guilt, and this need to be perfect. And all that does, it keeps you at a standstill. It keeps you at a place where you, you, you're in your head most of the time. How many women out there can, you know, can speak to that? You're in your head most of the time, you know? 
Uh, it keeps you from having some, some, some kind of commitment. It keeps you from putting something down on paper um, because you're just afraid that if I do this, it's like you're, you're doing, 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 and then something happens out of sight of your control. And it's like you're on pause. It's almost like you can't, you can't keep going. But the truth is, flip side of that story, you can keep going. You can. So ultimately, you cannot control everything. Ultimately, you don't have control of other person's behaviors. But what you can do is continue to work your plan and continue to move forward. And how do we do that? That's a great, that's a great point. That's a great question, right? How do you do that? I want to talk more about that. So let's take a pause here, though. I want to update you on some things that are happening um, at New Beginning Healing Institute. How about that? So while you're thinking about how do you keep going, what are some things that you can do in the new year um, to keep yourself moving forward? Um, you know, maybe you didn't complete that goal that you wanted for 2022, and maybe you, you want to continue with that focus, or maybe you want to shift focus. Sometimes that's necessary too. So be thinking about that because I want to give you some further insight as to how to do that. All right. So let me give you some updates though. What, what do we have going on here? So, well, you know, from our last women's group, we had, um, uh, we started September and we ended right before Thanksgiving. We were really so excited. I'm not sure if you looked at our, uh, our Instagram page or our Facebook page. Um, you saw the group of women that actually came to our women's, um, our falls women's group. It was amazing. Stephanie and I, we really had a great time. We also grew, you know, personally and professionally because we always say, we always teach that this is not only for you, but it's just as much for us because we're growing. Um, we're listening to the needs of the women in our community and we're trying to meet those needs and, you know, provide education and provide support so they can be empowered um, to live better lives and to empower themselves to become their, you know, their better selves. And so we're excited to tell you that, that based on that, our last um, women's group, that it's been, um, they've requested, uh, they've given us feedback, and so we're actually doing a uh, spring women's group. So I want to tell you about that. And we decide to add, um, instead of an hour, we're going to make it an hour and a half. So we've decided not just to make it an education um, and support group, but to make it a process group, where you know women have more time to talk about their experiences, um, so they can have more shared experiences because a lot of times, yeah, we're facilitators, but you know, it's better when you have someone that can talk about similar or same things um, of their experiences. You can connect, and the work moves much quicker. You know, you have someone you can relate to. So yeah, we're we're starting this group, and it's starting February 9th through March 30th, from 7 to 8:30. And for more information about that, you can go to our website, which is um, nbhi-loc.org. I almost forgot my own website. So nbhi-loc.org, click on events, and you can see, you can sign up there. It'll take you to the appropriate link, and you can um, enroll there. And then we have another special group. Really excited about that. It's called the Women's Connection Collective. And last year, that group was a little bit sometimes it happens, sometimes it, it was new. It was brand new for us. We're just trying it out. And we did that based on, you know, um, women from the fall group and, you know, prior fall group. And they're looking to have a, you know, a continued way of sharing, you know, just to continue the community. And, you know, we didn't have a group like that. And they just wanted to continue to meet, um, continue to get support, you know, so they can continue their growth and still feel strengthened and still feel part of something that was, you know, bigger than them and that was important to them. So we decided to start this group. And so we're actually, you know, we're putting, you know, um, fire back into that group again, if you will. So we start, we're gonna start that group again. And the first group is gonna meet on January 28th from 8 a.m. to 9.30. And we decided that we're going to have this first meeting to be at the Lake Worth Beach. So we're looking forward to that. And we've made this event to be free with donations. So the donations is just to help us to cover our time and the education materials that we'll provide for you. And so instead of like putting a, a set fee like we do for the women's group, which is totally done, we're making this group to be open by donations only. So for more information about that, again, you can go to our website, nbhi-lsc.org click on events, it'll take you all the way through the prompts. And if you have any questions, of course, on the website, you can fill out our request form or just simply give us a call and we'll hook you up. All right, I think it's time for more music and so I can get a little water. Hang on, guys.
What am I going to play next? I don't know. Let's see. Um, let's play one of my favorite songs from Samuel Madas. Why don't we do that? Uh, let's see. One of my favorite songs. Oh, how about a new song? Count Your Blessings. How about this one? John Yardy again. Open up your eyes and see this beautiful blessing, this gift that we call light. This gift called light. We only have it for a time. So make sure to spend your moments choosing what's right. Choosing what's right. Just what matters to what's real. Say I love you, laugh until make new memories and new friends. Cause life is a journey, so keep moving. Embrace the hard times, don't lose faith. Cause there'll be sunshine after the rain. Don't give up, don't walk away. Cause life is beautiful. So count your blessings one by one. Look all around you, count your blessings one by one. So much to be grateful for your blessings one by one. Just might surprise you just how much that has done. So count your blessings one by one. One by one by one by one. So count your blessings one by one. One by one by one by one. Rami Kure, am I really make it in my life? Cause you always provide Everything when we need, our needs you supply Yes, you supply I remember when we were kids We never had too much of us, you know we live Sometimes we learn the food that does water on the fridge But through the house full of our love, we feel like some rich Like we grew up privileged Time to learn for humble beginnings me not gonna switch up for material things. Grateful for everything God brings. Young yard and fisherman, I see. So count your blessings one by one. Look all around you, count your blessings. So much to be grateful for. Just might surprise you. Count your blessings one by one. One by one, one by one. So count your blessings one by one. All right, I'm back. All right, so, so before the pause, I was giving an update about um, what we have going on um, at the practice, and you know, it's it's our desire to always bring what we're doing from inside the office, you know, from behind the four walls out outward. I mean, so you know, we we're hearing from women talk about. You know, this, they're tired of this individualistic society. You know, you get yours and I'll get mine. They're getting tired of that. And, you know, I have to tell, we see, we work with all kinds of women, like from d different backgrounds. And the, 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 the sentiment is, still, is the same. They, you know, women want connection, you know. Uh, they're professional women. Um, they're moms. Um, and, you know, they want connection. They want to connect. And I mean, if you look at current events in the world today, I mean, a lot of us are disconnected. I mean, we live in our suburb homes or wherever we live, and we don't even go outside. You know, um, I'm so thankful on my street where I live. My daughter, she plays with um, the neighbors, and sometimes even my husband goes over there and play and or across the street. And, I, you know, I was saying to him, it's so nice to see kids playing in a neighborhood. It really adds a different feeling to um, our street, our community. Um, and uh, it also, because of the kids, it also brings connection between us and their parents and the adults. And I don't know, cause that's kind of like how I grew up. I don't know about you, but you know, so, so back to these uh, groups, especially the Women's Connection Collective, women are seeking something else outside of their nine to five or, um, whatever they do. Some women have very stressful jobs, you know, especially if you work in healthcare, um, you know, pre-COVID, post-COVID, if you're a teacher, we work with quite a few uh, educational professionals and it's, it's hectic. And um, so women are looking for a connection outside the workplace. And, you know, and to be honest, some are really not that connected to their own families. Um, there's always dynamics there that are unresolved, and so um, women are looking to connect in a different way, something that's meaningful, um, so they can have their own creative expressions, you know, have their time to talk and 
um, share the experiences. Um, you know, parenting. Parenting is tough. I can I can vouch for that. Not because I sit in that therapist chair. You know, I have to parent, and I have my own woes, and which makes me a good candidate to do this because I understand not just by textbook, but by my experiences. And so, women are looking to connect in a meaningful way. And so, um, yeah, these groups are really important. And so, um, keep to keep going. You know, obviously, we need um, we need support. You know. But, and, and so we need to identify then, so now so this is the second segment, let's take a look at, you know, some of the things that perhaps can get in the way of, you, you know, you and I um, keep to, to keep going. Um, so let's take a look here. So one of the things that I noticed um, personally and professionally is that fear, you know, um, insecurities, you know, insecurities, really, we all have them. Um, some more than others, and you know, um, they don't just come out of nowhere. Um, they've had a seat for a long time. Our insecurities really, <laughs> I can relate, um, can really cause us to make decisions, say things, and do things that really it's not in our best interest or others. Um, but we, instead of coming from a place of curiosity and openness, that fear has a way of just getting in there and just making a mess. The brain is so wired for that. And so when we're trying to keep going, it can just come out of nowhere or it can be just something that has been there for a long time and you're on default about, you know? And um, so that's one of the things that I, I, I know personally and professionally that keeps us from continuing to keep going, you know, for that thing or that, that desire or that goal um, that you want to continue to work towards, right? Or that purpose. Um, and as I mentioned earlier before on um, the second segment, talking about shame, you know, sometimes when things don't go the way you planned or, you know, or you made a mistake or, you know, and, and of course, when we talk about mistakes, culture has a lot to do with how we view our mistakes. Culture um, and religion, you know, has a lot to do with how we view our mistakes. Um, and so if that view is, you know, like, oh, my gosh, I'm done for or, you know, I'm not enough, or I'm no good, then of course, you know, that shame right there will, will you know, really take uh, this hard shell and definitely will keep you from going forward. Um, and then, you know, you have this exterior where, you know, uh, I need to be perfect. And the truth is, no one is. And so when you strive um, for perfectionism that comes out of shame, you know, the end result is, is, is a disaster and it actually takes you back further than you really want to be. What's another one? Another one is lack of support. That's a big deal, which, you know, that's why I spent a few minutes talking about the group, because as women, we really, you know, we need support. And, you know, if you have fear and uh, shame or perfectionist um, type of way, yeah, you're not going to ask for support. You're not. Let's just face that. A lot of us don't ask. And let's just, let's just face it, you know, to... to <laughs> Stable communities depend on interdependence. So, and, and, and here's the deal, I get it. Some people just don't have that kind of support. I get it. I mean, I, I talk to those people all the time. You just don't have the kind of support. So then, you know, what do you do in those circumstances? Then we have to cultivate it, which is why we do the groups that we do, because we understand that for some people, they just don't have that kind of emotional support. And I have to tell you, that is something that really tugs at my heart. It does, because, you know, I, I often open the podcast saying, yes, I'm a mom, I'm a wife. You know, I haven't always been a wife. I was a single mom, okay? I know it's like to feel like you don't have support or to feel like you're not enough or to feel like I don't know what I'm going to do. And so that drives a lot of what we do at NBHI. And so lack of support can also be an obstacle or barrier for you to keep going. Uh, and so that's, that's, and of course, we're not the end all. So what am I saying here? Support, if you need support, this is a good time to look in your community um, to see where you can find support. Maybe actually do an inventory of the people that you feel safe with in your life in this present moment or people that you felt safe, uh, safe and loved by in the past. You know, this is a big deal, right? So supports can come in different ways uh, from different people. And surprisingly, from people who you never think it can come from. So this is a good time at the beginning of the year um, to, you know, to really also assess your relationships. Because sometimes um, there are relationships that we have and that they're not helpful to us. And they also keep us from you know, not being able to, you know, to keep going or to continue in a way that's healthy 
beneficial for us and for our children. And so lack of support or proper supports um, is another thing um, we, that needs to be looked at in terms of how to continue moving forward. So then that takes me over to, you know, taking a, a look at a few tips then um, to help you to keep going. I mentioned some already. Like, so first of all, identify. Identify what's getting in the way, right? I kind of covered just a few of the, I, I should say, um, more obvious, you know, um, difficult emotions for our lack of resources, if you will, that gets in the way of us, you know, to keep going. And of course, I gave my personal story, you know, about, you know, the book, um, because I think it's, it's appropriate. It is so appropriate. You know, oftentimes when I'm doing my work, I say to clients, you know, listen, not because I sit in this chair and you know, I'm the expert and, you know, I get to support you. It doesn't mean that I'm not in my humanity and that I don't suffer, you know, suffer setbacks or difficult times or difficult emotions. Yeah, I'm probably better skilled at it, but, you know, get here just by doing nothing I got here by doing the work and so what I am saying to you in this podcast is that you have to continue doing the work if you want to continue to see gains if you want to continue to keep your gains and you want to continue to find your purpose and work your purpose that's what I am saying right so what else am I going to say now well let's take a look at you know how to to keep going then so earlier we talked about you know some things that get in the way you know I gave you a relatable story, my own personal story, my own true story. And I don't know if you can connect to any of what I said, but maybe you can. I'm pretty sure you have your own stories. Um, so here are a few tips for, you know, taking a look at after you've assessed the things that have, you know, that have gotten in the way, you probably have a longer list. Take a look at that. Maybe some things that I don't know about, or maybe as you're listening to the podcast that you came up with on your own. So number one, um, and, and I think this is so appropriate too because I was just talking to um, another <laughs> woman in the community and um, from our conversation, it became very evident that if you want to keep going, you have to set some kind of routine for yourself. You do. You have to have some kind of schedule. That word scares people. Um, but you need to have some kind of routine, okay? I mean, again, as I said earlier, if you're not planning for your life, then people are planning for you. And I guarantee you, the moment you put something down on paper, oh my gosh, it's like everything falls out, uh, comes out of the woodworks. And, you know, and so that's how you grow. So you got to set, you got to set some kind of routine for yourself. You have to. Um, so if you set for yourself and you're, 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 you know, you're setting yourself up every day um, for what your next day would look like, um, one of the things I recommend that you do is um, the night before, try to make a list of, of one or two or three things that you can accomplish the next day. In other words, you should always have your desire or your goals in sight. It's a refresher. You know, before I go to bed at night, I do this, literally. My daughter says, Mom, what are you writing? I'm writing, I'm journaling, and I am, you know, writing out my, 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 uh, my thing for the next, my mission, I call it my mission, actually, for the next day. Why? Because I actually, I try to teach them that, and I've been doing this a long time. I've, I'm so type A, it's not even funny. I've gotten to be a relaxed type A, if there's such a thing. But set, setting realistic goals for yourself, right? Setting a routine the night before. Don't just get up in the morning and think, okay, I'm going to do this. You get nothing done, and then your mind's full anyway. That's, if you, if you want to not keep going, you can continue doing that, okay? So while you're setting your, your goals, so you have your, obviously you have the goal for the year, right? That's your long-term, but maybe you can set some short-term goals. In three months, I should be here, right? But just a little bit of a warning here. So when we talk about goals, right, we, want, we, we set a target, right? We have outcomes that we want, okay? But if you don't hit that target, Maybe just beneath there, you're close. That's okay. We call that increments of success. That's okay. But at least you're on your way to it. That's important to consider. Why do I say that? Because, um, you know, sometimes, like last year in my story, things happen. I did not get to publish that book in September or October or November. It did not happen. I did not get those copies in the mail until 
four or five days before Christmas. Yep, that is the truth. So my goal, I have them, I did my part. But you know what? Things will happen when you set goals, and that's okay. But at least you're still working with your plan. So be open to things happening. Be happy, you know. So set realistic goals, but also be open to anything can come, right? Um, practice self-compassion. So I was hard on myself. <laughs> my gosh, I'm always hard on myself. That's true. I have to work on that. And this is my humanity speaking. I have to work on not being so hard on myself. You know, um, one of the way, and there's several ways to do that. And you know, in the practice, I really spend a lot of time teaching this um, in the women's room. One of those things um, is um, self-compassion. As a matter of fact, right before Christmas, I've been teaching a lot on this self-compassion. We're not taught that, okay? We're taught to basically comply, um, do for others, and all those things are good. None of those things are inherently bad, but whenever we do something that's excessive, then obviously that's, that's not working for us, it's not healthy. So I'm trying to say what I'm terms as good or bad, but really what I'm trying to really ex express is that that is not healthy for anyone, right? So self-compassion, be kind to yourself. As this year progresses, you know, you're gonna make mistakes. Remember, and then we'll make a mistake, that old shame tries to get triggered. You know what? Self-compassion will take care of that. But this is something that requires practice. You know, when I was growing up, um, we were saying practice becomes perfect. That's not true. You know, some of these idioms, no, it's practice can become permanent. That's different because when you practice something over and over, you're retraining your brain, right, to have a new, newer pathway so you can actually be productive. That's different, right? And so self-compassion to yourself, be kind to yourself when you make a mistake or you fall short of something that you were expecting, like my story. And so it's, it's a good time to remember that Everyone makes mistakes, and guess what? That's how we learn. It's okay. You're, you're gonna need that, that lesson for the next time for something else. What are some other ways? I wanna, at the end, I'll say this other part for the end, different ways to show self-compassion. Um, so the next tip is to focus on progress. I mentioned this earlier, incremental success is what I call it. Other persons call it, you know, focus on progress. You know, progress, progress, little by little. You know, no one goes into the gym. If maybe, you know, lose weight is a, is a goal for you this year. No one goes in the gym and, you know, start, you know, um, lifting like uh, 50 pounds in the first week or 100 pounds or 120 pounds. No, you have to start small. That's smart, right? Because then you don't harm yourself and you don't frustrate yourself to say, to say you can, but there's an approach. So rather than focusing on perfection, again, that comes out of shame, and we know where that comes from, and so no, we focus on what the progress that you're making. Whatever it is, doesn't matter how small, you still celebrate that, and you focus on that. And you know, there are different ways to celebrate that, um, and we're going to take a look at that in the self-compassion piece. I'll say that for the end. And last but not least, seek support. I mentioned that earlier. So, you know, there are different ways um, to, sometimes we don't have support. And here's another thing, comparison. I forgot to mention that, of one of the things that keep us from moving forward or keep going, comparing ourselves to other people, oh my goodness. <sighs> Confession, I grew up doing that. Yeah, I grew up comparing myself to my cousins and to other people, you know, um, especially when I didn't finish law school, if you, had, if you read the book, you saw that story in there. Um, I, you know, my friend, my best friend, he's an attorney, and you know, it's like, gee, I, 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 I probably I should have done that. No, I shouldn't. It wasn't for me. But socially, it's more acceptable. Yeah, it's more acceptable to be a social worker than to, to, to be a lawyer than to be a social worker. Sure, that has a higher, you know, a higher rank in society, right? Person, it is the killer of joy. I saw a quote somewhere. And so, you know, it's best that you look at your progress, you celebrate that, and you build on that and so you can keep going, right? Because remember, that person's not you and you're not that person. How could that ever be? That's why we have DNA. They're all different. They're never the same. The designer was very smart not to do that. So then why is it you compare ourselves to others? Starting with myself first, right? So in 2023, right? Have a routine. You know, set realistic goals for yourself. 
practice self-compassion. That's self-compassion, and I'll talk more about that in about maybe two more minutes. Um, seek support, and there are different ways to do that. That's kind of tricky, but I did spend some time earlier talking about that. And again, as I said to you before, you know, take a look at, maybe it's a good time to make a list of people in your life that actually allow you to feel safe, allow you to be yourself, and allow you to feel loved among them. Those are supports. I think this is a good time to do that. This is sit down, take the time, and if you can't come up with a list, then maybe you should look outward in your community. And when I say community, I mean maybe your church, maybe going to the gym, <laughs> you know, um, I don't know, maybe play racquetball, you know, find some kind of community, maybe like me, I like knitting, you know, um, go to Joanne's, go to Michael's, maybe you like crafting, um, I don't know. But there are different kind of communities out there where you can go and get support. You know, join one of our groups. We would love to have you. Honestly, we love this, you know, <laughs> so that's a big deal, you know, um, I mean, you know, academic research shows that uh, when you're in a supportive community, um, you thrive. You actually thrive. So last but not least, I want to talk about self-compassion and, you know, what that can look like possibly for you. So let's take one more pause. Let's play some more music. And I'm going to play um, Samuel Madas, um, the one that I used to play all the time. My husband teases me about this one, but I'm going to play it anyway. Everyone's saying that it can't be done. He says, you play that all the time. I'm like, because I like it. <laughs> but we're going to play that one right now. I love this song. Here it is. Let them talk, let them talk, let them say what you want. He say, she say. Giants walking in the lane, but that I really care if I'm the only one. Saying, yes, we can. Those that are for me are far more than those who are against me. We're pulling out our swords. Anything that don't look like you and talk like you, you gotta come down. I feel like I'm a DJ tonight. Okay. So self-compassion. I think this is a great topic. And you know, you should probably do some more reading on self-compassion. Go on the internet, look up self-compassion. Um, and self-compassion really is tied to how I, how I view it, at least in the work um, based on research, is you know, it's tapping into your um, your inner child. You know, because we all still have that part of us. Oh yeah, we do. Okay. Um, it's that part of us um, that most of us or a lot of us did not, you know, get the self-compassion was taught that. Um, and again, you know, that it's really attached to the ego. <laughs> and ego is shaped by, you know, different cultural experiences, okay? Um, so we all have the same ego, but it's shaped differently, depending on the culture that you were raised in. And in this ego, this, this self-compassion is either taught, allowed, or not. But you're an adult now, and... It's necessary that um, you have to do this for yourself. Some of us have to reparent ourselves. Um, and so part of that is teaching ourselves self-compassion. So what, like, what can that look like? Um, you can tap into your um, inner child by doing breath work. Yep, breath work. Um, recently, I was teaching my mom this. And she even called me the next day and said, you know, I really appreciate that. It was very encouraging. OK, so my mom is old school Jamaican, OK? and very religious <laughs> and uh we're talking about breath work and um yeah she she likes it and she says it helps me to feel calm and brings my blood pressure down yeah it works right so breath work tapping into your energy calm yourself meditation as, that's a touchy subject you know depending on your spiritual experience um i i suggest that you spend some more time reading about meditation so 
um, I'm not, you know, crossing boundaries or perhaps um, telling you to do something that you probably don't feel comfortable doing. Um, but meditation um, is a way to slow the brain down also, which is combined with breath work. Um, but meditation is another creative expression of calming the mind, centering yourself, and showing yourself self-compassion. So if you don't know anything about meditation, um, this is a good time um, at the beginning of the year to kind of read about that and see if you want to add it to your toolbox um, to help you to keep going. So, and again, sh showing kindness to yourself, unconditional love to yourself. I like this one because, you know, when you show unconditional love to yourself, you probably don't even know what that is. You know, some women say, what is that? What does that look like? Huh, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> this is how, why I mentioned at the beginning, this is a good time to make a list of people. Tap back into yourself, right? That childlike part where there's somebody in your life, there has to be an exception that made you feel safe and feel loved. That spoke to you the way that you wanted to be spoken to. Yes, right? And that, that way that you felt, you repeat that to yourself. You talk to yourself. More or less, Keisha, you are amazing because I am. And so are you. You know, one of the persons that made me feel safe, he's deceased now, was my father's father. I loved him. Oh my goodness. This man would come down to my grandparents' house because I lived in, uh, we lived in uh, rural Montego Bay, and um, he would come down. He's tall, I think he was like 6'1. And he would come down, put me on his lap, and he'll bring me candy. It's called Bust My Jaw. <laughs> oh, it's a hard candy. And he'd bring, put a cup in his pocket. And you know, after a while, I learned that I can go in the pocket and pick it out. And he would take his felt hat off and rest it on his left knee. I would sit on his right knee, and he used to let me just sit there. Oh, my gosh. Right? He made me feel safe and felt like I was special. Yes. Showing me unconditional love. And you know what? That was just a, a quiet, comfortable time. I often reminisce about that. So sometimes reflecting on past memories, you know, the love that you received and showing yourself in that way, in whatever way you can to feel that way again. That's showing yourself unconditional love. That's one way. What's another way? Um, um, again, speaking kindly to yourself. You know, um, those old tapes, I call that the super ego tapes. You know, we have to turn the volume down on those tapes and speak to ourselves uh, much kindly. I have affirmations now that I still repeat and I teach my daughters the same. Because, I mean, I'll be honest, I haven't always been a perfect parent. I have messed it up along the way. I, I mean, I've often, you know, I often talk about that in my podcast and in my practice. And so, yeah, I, I, you've got to do yourself in ways that you prefer to be spoken to. You have to get rid of the old tapes of the way that you were spoken to before. That's showing yourself self-compassion. Another way I do, often see my post. I talk to, I play with my cats. Well, they're not even mine. Let me correct myself. One belongs to my son, Mitzi, and the other one, Shadow, belongs to Kyra, my daughter. And she says that she's taking him with her to college. I believe her. I can't keep doing that little box. But anyway, um, I like to play with them. My husband mocks me. He says, he says, he says how I talk to the cats. But I love them. So I play with my cats. I pet them, you know. Um, and then I also plant seeds. Um, so uh, that's another announcement I'll make about my, my planting of seeds. But I plant, you know, I take care of my garden. I, I work in the yard. I walk in the yard barefooted. I feed the chickens. Have you seen my chicken video? Yeah, things like that. You know, connecting with nature. That is self-compassion. So in your business this year, in your pursuit of your goals and um, you know, the, the, the dreams that you have. Um, I, you know, I, I hope that you'll take time. I pray that you'll take time um, to, um, in, you know, include in your life um, self-compassion um, to take care of yourself as you continue on in 2023. I thank you for listening to this podcast tonight. <laughs> and forgive the interruption by Mitzi who walked on my laptop while I was actually, you know, talking to you. Forgive that. I'll have to edit that at some point. And uh, I really appreciate you. And I look forward to seeing you in two weeks um, as we continue. I have some great topics for us this year. And remember that um, I do monthly drawings for a copy of Healing of the Heart. Again, again if you want to enter into a drawing, it's k.henry at nbhi-loc.net. Thank you so much. And let's walk out to John Yard and Selma Madas again. And I thank you so much. Have a great weekend, guys. Listen to me and your ways to be pure The first and the last will drop dead to the floor Easy turning fire from heaven Devour all the hedonistic tendencies
keys that we carry within Rain from the floodgates of heaven Grace and mercy rules up the spirit So when we speak the truth The faithless heritage that they are saved The Lord has given us the city He's given us the city The Lord has given us the city Like you did many times before, cause any word to fall, 